Hi, this is Jonathan, aka Roadblock, and I play Jonathan the Match Muscular, the Human Wizard. Hi, I'm Jules. I am the rock gnome Bernice Q. Burns. Hi, this is John, aka That Film Guy. I'm going to be playing your half orc barbarian, Carlton Tanks, who was in fact raised by wolves and is too enamored of ale, wine, and other intoxicants. Hi, I'm Jack Edithil, and I'm playing Travancore, a half-elf archer and the viceroy of Glenmar. And I am Lauren, aka Obocrazy, your humble DM, and welcome to Dungeons and Dragons and Drunks. Terrace is going to begin the game and she's going to say, ladies and gentlemen, last time on Dungeons and Dragons and Drunks. It's the further adventures into the Purbeck Mine, which have included a dwarf statue that's given some useful advice, a bunch of Grick, a long rest, and a quick escape from a pissed-off gargoyle, and who knows what dangers still lurk on ahead in the Purbeck Mine. And that's where we begin tonight! Again, welcome to Dungeons and & Dragons and & Drunks. I'm your DM Lauren, a.k.a. Obocrazy. I am once again drinking tea. And to make life easy, I just have the entire bottle of Jack Daniels here, which is, you know, not completely full. But just in case we have more natural 20 on not top of natural 20, I'm prepared. Uh, Carlton, how about you? I've got a Buffalo Bayou Brewing Company 1836 Copper Ale. It's brewed in Texas, and it says, if you have to ask what... 1836 stands for, please put down this beer and leave our country, so I'll see y'all later. <laughs> Bye. Are, are you serious? You, you, not know, you not know what that is? Uh, Texas Independence, I'm assuming. Uh, I believe so, yeah. <sighs> Remember, I'm not a native Texan. Hey, listen, we have Austin. Austin is good. Yes. Uh, Travancore, what you drinking? Hi there. Continuing our Angry Orchard uh, sampler pack, I have the Angry Orchard Crisp Apple flavored. And this tree guy actually looks like he has like a horseshoe mustache. Very Lemmy-esque. Looks like a tree uncle. Yeah, or a tree uncle. I hate you so much. <laughs> Jonathan, what are you drinking? Hi, this is Jonathan. I play Jonathan the Magic Muscular. And in case it wasn't clear earlier, 1836 was the year that the Battle of the Alamo happened and the Battle of San Jacinto that secured independence for Texas from Mexico. Very important year. People in Texas should learn it. I am drinking a Strongbow Red Berries. Seeing as I'm not in Texas at the moment, I can drink whatever the fuck I want and not need to know about Strongbow at all. Just so you know, audience, I'm flipping him off through the camera. Ah, so many birds. Bernie, what are you Um, drinking? I'm drinking, I don't know if I've had this on the show before, but it's one of my favorites. It's Mother Earth Brewery based out of Kinston, North Carolina. And it's Weeping Willow Wit, and it is just absolutely fantastic. And earlier in the pre-show, so I wouldn't have nasty chewing noises for all you people, um, I was downing a bar of Videri dark milk chocolate. Mm. And Videri is a local Raleigh-based chocolatier. And they are good. And it is gone. It is in my tummy. <laughs> now totally I'm gone. on a box. Um... <laughs> <laughs> It was so good, she ate the packaging. Yeah, it doesn't taste like chocolate, though. This is actually the people whose chocolate was in the chocolate liqueur I was drinking a while back. Oh, nice. So as as mentioned at the top of the show, you guys are still in the Purbeck mine, making your way deeper and deeper and deeper. You just strategically retreated from a very nasty gargoyle and are in a small hallway that looks like it's leading somewhere. It's only about uh, 50 feet ahead of you and then it makes kind of a sharp left turn 
as you kind of gather yourself after fleeing from this gargoyle. Everybody, make sure everybody's okay. You round the corner and this small hallway opens up into this gigantic cavern. It's the largest cavern you guys have seen since entering the Purbeck Mine. It is easily 40 to 50 foot high ceilings that vary with stalactites and stalagmites coming from both sides. The actual cavern itself is maybe 100 to 150 feet around, although it's very rough. You've been in these pre-made rooms recently with very nicely lined walls and floors. The floor of this cavern is is stonework, is all cobblestone laid out nicely, but the walls have just divots and pockets in them where obviously mining has happened and could still take place. You actually see veins of the infamous Purbeck marble dotted all amongst the walls of this cavern, lit up by Jonathan the Magimuscular's staff. And they're in brilliant colors, uh, mostly whites and pinks. You do see a couple of the, the more sandstony colors and the, the some of the really obscure colors that were some of the things that made this mine so valuable. In the middle of the room, you actually hear stone hitting stone. And you see a giant figure. It is a huge construct. Um, a giant, it looks like a metal man, an iron beast of some sort. He is standing over a cluster of marble with a hammer and is pounding on it rhythmically. And it's giving off this dull thud, thud, thud. Jonathan the Magimuscular is an expert in rhythmic pounding. Is he saying under his breath, oil can, oil can. <laughs> he seems to be moving freely. There, there's no, there's no pausing because he's not on, on, on like an iron forge or, or anything. That's why it's kind of more of a dull thud, but he's rhythmically breaking apart these giant rocks of uh, what looks like the pink marble. And then as you watch for a little bit, he is then very carefully moving them into barrels. And you uh, very, those of you with dark vision can see far enough out from the light that you guys have cast that on the far side of the room, there is a bunch of barrels lined up with this marble inside. What would you like to do? I say, Jonathan, uh, Jonathan, you're so good at sneaking why don't you sneak over there and see what's going on i just think it'll end in happiness and butterflies and rainbows jonathan the magimuscular is intrigued by your small and seemingly okay suggestion don't know if i'm gonna like that or not but we'll give it no, a shot I but mean, first remember the last time you decided to sneak and you just snuck us right into battle <sighs> Hold on, um, mage armor. As you do that, Terrace kind of shuffles up a little bit and says, do you think that it's already seen us? And she kind of points to the bright light at the end of Jonathan's staff. <laughs> that's been Jonathan the Magic Muscular is cleanly aware of the light he emits, but he's going to try sneaking anyway. I look at Terrace and I say, Jonathan is like really good at sneaking. I really think that it's not going to be a problem. I, I, okay. Jonathan the Magic Muscular agrees. I think it'll be fine. Do we see an exit from this room? Because I don't, I don't remember you described it. Did you describe one? Stealth check. I did not go. You did not see one. We did not see. No, but uh, it is... actually, I believe that is a ten. 
Okay. Uh, where would you like to go? Uh, I would like to try. I think that's and... a stealth check just to stay there and not get caught. Now you've entered the room. What? Where would are you skirting across the walls? Are you just bravely going up to the the golem? I, I am going to skirt across around the wall. I'm going to kind of go do a cover to cover move uh, from the door to uh, like around the wall into the biggest chunk of uh, rock that can hide me. Okay. Basically, I'm going in and then hitting A to to take cover in the next thing that I can. Okay. Would you like to go right or left? You can see. I'll go right cover on both sides okay so you head off to the right you go about 30 40 feet around this room before there is a a large what for lack of a better term looks like chunk of marble sitting there that you you feel like you can get pretty well around you hunker down do you still have the light on the tip of your staff uh i as soon as i enter uh, is there enough like without my light is there any light at all no <laughs> there okay isn't. then uh then not that you can see i i use the light in my cover to cover move and then i stick it I stick the tip of my staff under in my underarm and i'm just like okay and then i listen you are not the stealthiest person on the planet and you've got this big bright light and but you manage to get yourself over there the golem uh he doesn't have his back to you he was kind of in profile like kind of a big iron golem of some sort he pauses and watches you and then as you duck down behind the rocks he just goes back to what he was doing can i sneakily like go along the left wall and look for like a secret door or something yeah roll me a stealth check stealth is dexterity at this point jonathan are you keeping the light extinguished under your armpit yeah i'm just listening uh it is a nine uh it's a good thing you have dark vision you uh enter the room and you saddle along the wall kind of get to a similar position uh this is more you actually find a a small divot in the wall where obviously some mining had taken place and kind of get into there there's there's just barely enough room if you're crouched down but you're out of line of sight about halfway there the golem watches you and goes back to what he's doing okay do i see a secret door no but you can roll me a perception check to see if you see anything after modifiers that becomes a five but it was a crit fail so that's a really big iron golem in the middle of the room okay i want to do a perception check okay what would you like to try to perceive i just want to get more information about anything i can perceive from where i'm standing okay so you kind of sidle up to the entrance way and roll me a perception check stick a nose in (sighs) the dice are not with us tonight no but we can get all these shitty rolls out now. Uh, with the light out, uh, even with your dark vision, you can't see anything else of note, really. Dunk. Any Dunk. other ideas? Dunk. I mean, Dunk. I'll check again if Jack wants to forgo, or if Jack wants to check. Um, I'll, uh, I'll take a check. I'll check. Perception check. All right. You're going to poke your head in the room and take a look around? Yes, I am. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. The dice are terrible so, tonight. The good news is that's a five. The bad news is that's with my bonuses as a natural one. The dice give it and the dice take it away. You poke your head into the room and that's a really big iron golem in the real of this room. That that thing's at least like nine feet tall. Oh, it's only nine feet tall? Yeah, give or take a few feet. Give or take Strong a few feet. What you've seen. I would like to go it. over and introduce myself then. He's only two and a half feet taller than me. So it's about... 45 feet across to where the iron golem is so you go walking on up i want to walk up to the point where there's like 15 feet in between us 
Okay. As you enter the room and approach it, it eventually stops what it's doing and watches you approach. Um, it's got a hammer at its side, but it doesn't seem to be aggressive. And it watches you approach. And I say, hi! And I wave. And it cocks its head to the side a little bit. And it gives a very slow wave back. And I say, how are you? And it cocks its head to the other side. And now that you're a little bit closer, you can see some details on this this thing. It is massive. It is maybe five or six feet wide. And that's before it sticks its arms out. It is head and shoulders over even Carlton. And it's rusted iron. It's giving off this smell of kind of metal and something else that you can't quite identify that's, that's corrosion. Uh, the hammer that it's got in its hand just looks like a, a big giant block of, of some sort of metal uh, stuck onto a piece of rebar. It's huge, but it doesn't seem to be anything special. The face of this thing that's been looking at you is, it has the resemblance of a kabuki mask. It is a stylized um, dwarf face with an open mouth and open eyes, and it appears to be grinning. But it's, it's got one of those big, wide smiles that, depending on how it's looking at you, could be grinning or could be evil grinning. You're not quite sure. Um, and it just continues to look at you. Uh, I'll come over and in Dwarven I'll be like, Excuse me, good golem, sir. Is there an exit from this room? It looks at you for a moment, and then it points to the door you just came from. At this point, hearing the dwarvish and seeing you guys approach, Terrace is, is also going to enter. And I go, gonna come Terrace, up to you guys. Terrace, Terrace. Yes, yes, hi. Ask it if it has another smaller hammer and we can bond and mine together. Do that in Dwarven. Say that in Dwarven. Okay, I can. Terrace turns to the, the, the giant and says... Your hammer is impressive. And she pulls hers out and says, I have one too for smashing heads. Oh, Are you in possession of any other hammers? And the the giant holds up its hammer and cocks its head to the side and then shakes its head. No. Tell it. Ask him if he has any Pop-Tarts. And Terrace looks back at you and says, I don't, I don't know that word in Dwarven. What's Ask him if he has a... any small pastries that easily cook in a quick oven. Terrace turns back to the goblin. I'm sorry, Gollum. Uh, giving Bernie kind of a confused look and asks if he has any small pastries. And the Gollum puts his hammer down and shakes his head no. Ask him if perhaps his stomach could be used as a furnace if we were to find any small pastries. And then we could cook them inside and have a picnic together. At this point, Terrace turns to Jewel, to, to Bernie <laughs> and says, If you're hungry, I have trail rations. But I don't think <laughs> this is a being we should be getting food from. Seeing that he's non-hostile towards us, I pull out my the, axe, the pickaxe I, that's shiny and pretty. And I'd be like, do you need a hand mining? I, uh, at this point, I also, I come out from my cover and reveal myself. Lighten okay. Up. The pick, that's the one that you got from uh, the dwarf Jaeger Shield downstairs? What's this? Yeah. Or, okay. As the, you pull it out, fancy one. the golem turns 
and actually faces you. At this point, he'd just been kind of looking back and oh, forth, fuck. and now he faces you, and he holds out his hand expectantly. I put the axe, the pickaxe in his hand. He takes it. It's tiny. It looks tiny, but he takes it by the handle and pulls it back and straightens and nods at you and turns and starts to walk away. And he's walking towards the far end of the room. Yo, motherfucker just jacked me. Hold no, on. I'm like, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, let's follow him. Okay. You follow him to the other side of the room where very faintly you had seen lined up all of these barrels full of uh, marble that he has been mining in the room. On the other side of the room, the cavern continues to come around and the only other exit seems to be a a hole in the wall that's very large, but it is currently blocked by a giant stone boulder. You can see in some of the cracks around some of the, the curves where there is basically egress and you can feel wind you can feel a breeze coming from behind this this large boulder the golem takes your pickaxe which is just minuscule in his hand it's tiny and with the diamond tipped edge whacks the boulder and the boulder goes and this almost cartoon-like crack starts forming down the center of this thing the boulder splits apart with a giant thud on either side the pieces rolling slightly as they land revealing this opening into a further part of the cavern the golem then takes the pickaxe and puts it into the pack on its side nods at you and walks back to the center of the room you can see him now re-picking up his hammer and going back to hitting the marble that he has been shaping into blocks. I say, bye! So, motherfucker just jacked me. That was going to be, I'm going to sell that for beer money. Well, we'll pay you back. Do, do we think we could take a golem? No, let's keep going. Okay. Shadow and I uh, move in that direction and catch up with the, other, the rest of them. I just okay. must express how happy I am that the dwarf Doblin didn't see our half-elf. <laughs> All right, so as you enter this part, it, it continues to be a large open cavern. Uh, cavern. Jonathan, are you still casting light? I am. Okay. And what kind of order are we going at this point? I've kind of taken your order from last time, but as we move into this new section, who's who's in the lead? Who's behind? I'll take charge. I got yeah. dark vision, so I can kind of see what's up. I'll hang back because that's what good archers are good at doing. I'll just okay. be chilling in the middle. Chilling like a villain. Terrace is going to join Carlton and Jonathan. I assume you'll also be somewhere in the middle? Yeah, spellcaster's in the middle. What up, spellcasters? All right. Hi, spell five. (laughs) I jump and I hit him in the knee. (laughs) Uh, I will say you guys get a total of uh, 1,000 experience for that encounter with the golem. Yay. I just want to point out that we all learned how nice it is not to touch things without their permission and how friendly people can be when you don't touch them. Oh, so I highly encourage you to touch everything you come across. Put your hands on things, lick things. It's always so much fun. All right. So as you guys march forward, the, the opening that the golem has made for you curves very slightly to the right around like a small little nice curve. Uh, Uh, no, uh, also down a little bit. 
and uh, eventually opens back up again, the floor falling away from the, the nicely laid stones into what looks like actually a natural cavern, a natural cave part of this system. The ceiling actually starts to range in height from 30 to 50 feet. You can see more stalactites and stalagmites everywhere. Some of them actually sparkle with unmined bits of marble and and even what looks like some fancier metals and other things that the dwarves just never got around to mining, apparently. The uh, walls also outward go for another 40 to 50 feet on either side. And everybody roll me perception checks. Okay. I got a 25. I got a 2. I got a 12. Did I seriously just roll another natural 1? Oh my gosh, I think I did. 5. <laughs> All right. Two natural ones. <laughs> Travancore and Jonathan, you guys are immediately distracted because when you take a step into this cavern, your feet go... <gasps> and you look down... And you've stepped in what looks like shit. <sighs> Wait a second. No, that's not shit. That's guano. Did Shadow make a poop? Oh, God. No. Your feet are now covered in back guano. And as you realize this, Bernie starts pointing to the ceiling and says, there, there are a lot of bats up there. And you can very now clearly see that flying above you is, is just a whole cavern full of bats. It is... Just a giant bat cave. Uh, you also notice something else in the distance. Carlton is just kind of following everyone's pointing. He's like, oh yeah, bat guano. Oh yeah, bats. Uh, Bernie, as you now look across this field, this this large cavern just covered in bat guano and shit, you see movement amongst the piles and around the... Uh, stalagmites and, and rocks that are everywhere. Oh my god, shit monsters! Uh, <laughs> I would like to ready my axe. It's they're I not would like shit to monsters, ready some toilet they, paper. With Jonathan's light, they actually actually. Can we pause for a moment? Do you make yeah. people carry toilet paper with you? Do like some people play D and D where you have to poop? No. Oh, thank God. I don't count arrows. I trust that you have rations, and I'll only start asking if it gets dire. I'm not going to talk to you about pooping. I I don't know what you guys are, but I'm not that kind of player, so I'm not okay. that kind of DM. I just needed to um, check because I thought, how hilarious would it be if these were shit monsters and we could defeat them with the power of toilet paper? Listen, I'm going to assume on a short or long rest, you guys are taking care of business, and that's all I care about. Take care of business. Take care of business. Anyway, so you see the bats above, you see the guano below, as Jonathan's light pierces this huge cavern, you see this movement. The guano on the floor is white and is just reflecting the light. And this movement that you see in the distance are of medium-ish sized creatures that are also glimmering in the, the light of his spell. And you can't quite catch a glimpse of one until one of them actually comes hopping semi-nearby. And it's a disgustingly large cricket. It's huge for cricket. It's about the size of a large dog. And it's albino white, just never having seen the light of day. It hops across you, not really noticing you. And then you see it start to feed on the guano 
and then it keeps going. Uh, that's something you don't see every day. Yeah. What kind of animal handling check would I have to do to rope and ride one of these crickets? Well, you would want to start with an actual animal handling check. Like, could I conceivably do a check just to be like, yo, does Bernie think this is a good idea? That's not a a animal handling check. That's just a straight intelligence check. Like, should I, based Actually, no, on that'd be what a wisdom we check. know about these crickets, will this end in tears or no? Well, if, if, you, if you want to look deep into your gut and make a gut check, then I would ask for a just a wisdom check. Roll a d20 and add your wisdom modifier. <laughs> oh, that was almost a one. That was too close. I know. I got a 12. For your wisdom? For my wisdom. <laughs> oh, you have that stone, right? That gives you an additional one? Oh, That's on yeah. saving throws. Oh, this saving is not throws. a, okay. this is not a saving throw. This, this is, is just a straight wisdom. This is, what does your gut say? My gut my gut says i don't really want to end up your gut says as a 12 while that might be a lot of fun these things are huge for crickets but they're still only about the size of a large dog and while you could possibly ride a large dog it might be difficult all right i guess it's possible you think it could be fun for that moment but you also think that you'd rather not get thrown into a pile of bacuano that's true i could get all kinds of diseases and I look at my compatriots and I say, bad luck, friends. We're not going to the rodeo today. I assume that, Bernie. I assume that. What would you like to do? Let's uh, let's keep going. And um... Should we snuff out Jonathan's light and have him like grab onto our backs so we don't disturb the bats? Or dim it, at least. Is there any way to dim your bulb? I, my, sadly, this is not a dimmer bulb. Oh. <laughs> this is, this is a cantrip light spell. It's a binary thing. Is it odd or off? Mm-hmm. Okay. You can do what you did before and and stick it under an. Uh, actually, cloak or an elbow. hold on. I'm gonna take one of my robes and um, uh, I'm gonna tear off a piece of my robe and I'm gonna wrap it around the light and so it acts as kind of a hood. Oh, okay. there you go. That's not a bad idea. That's hey, it. he does that and the light goes out and now Jonathan, uh, all you hear is the you don't really see anything. It is pitch black in here. You hear the gentle squeaking of a few bats above you, and every once in a while, their leathery wings. So I, I can't make a hood for this thing. Oh, you can make a hood for the, for the, the light, but it, it's you're like you have to wrap it up. Basically, you're you're looking to like turn it into a thieves' lantern or something. No, I just want to. So like cloth is translucent. If you have yeah. So I want to wrap it so that it's like it maybe takes it down to half luminosity or something just to where I can see the backs of the, just like my immediate surroundings, but, but nothing else. And if we okay. get into a scrape, then I'll, uh, then I'll deal with it then. Give me a sleight of hand check. Ooh. Ooh. You're, you're standing in the middle of a cave full of back guano. You're kind of trying to do this. Ma- uh, you're trying to MacGyver I this. I think that's like a nine. Let me see. With decks. Yeah, that's a nine. Okay. It's not as, successful as you'd like it's it's hooded essentially um it's giving off you'd like it to give off a little more light but it's getting off a little less light your wrapping job is not as translucent as you'd like um i'd say you've got dim light for about 10 feet okay sounds good enough that you're not gonna walk into something but that's that's exactly what i want 10 feet out you are blind as the bats above you 
Hey, before we press forward, is there any indication at all that these crickets might be intelligent? Uh, make a perception check. Okay. 22. It's a cricket. Okay. Yeah, let's let's, let's keep going. We, it's, <laughs> it's a cricket eating shit. Oh. Your senses... <laughs> mm, not so much. It's not my favorite thing to eat. <laughs> As you take a small step forward just to get a little closer to the one, it, it does those insect things and where it doesn't immediately run, it just kind of hunkers down and waits. And then as it sees that you're not a threat, it continues with its feeding. It's it's a cricket. It's a we poo seems to, cricket. It's a poo cricket. It doesn't seem to have any more intelligence Can than a normal cricket. We make Luke draw a poo cricket. <laughs> we press forward. <laughs> okay. As you guys move forward, I, uh, are you trying to be stealthy? Are you just plowing yes, through the guano? Yes, I want to be stealthy. I'm wanna, trying to be stealthy. I want to do a check to not to step in the least amount of poo. You know okay. what I mean? A non-poo step and check. Everybody roll me a stealth check. And then when we're done, Bernie, I'll have you roll something else. Oh, do I get to roll the stealth check too? Everybody rolls it. Well, unless you would like to not be stealthy. I am the stealthiest of fucking stealthy to that ninjas. natural 20. <laughs> Bitch, just All right. call me the ninja gnome. Terrace manages to roll an 18 and, and so manages to stay as quiet as someone can in heavy armor. Uh, Carlton? 17. Travancore? 12 for me, uh, 11 for Shadow. Jonathan? 16. And Bernie? 20. Hey, audience, drink. Natural 20, right? Natural 20. I am a stealthy right. motherfucker, and I manage to be so stealthy that I whisper out to Jonathan, that's how it's done. <laughs> All right. As you move forward, it's it's difficult because just of the sheer amount of shit on the floor. It's it's practically difficult terrain. It's like moving through um, very wet sand. But you manage <laughs> while you're not moving. <laughs> if the sand was poo, you're managing to stay fairly quiet as you do. Uh, Bernie, go ahead and roll me a perception check. This is like my poo check, right? Well, I got a ten on that one. You're avoiding most of the big lumps. Uh, but your shoes are gonna smell for weeks. Everyone's shoes are just lucky for smell. me. I'm wearing those slippers on top of my. Oh, shoes, I'm so wearing gladiator sandals. Let's do my toes. Take, yeah, I'm take oh. my bunny slippers off and toss them. Well used. <laughs> Damn it! Um, as you guys move, I also forward, don't have pants on. It's like up to my calves. As you guys move forward, the hooded light from Jonathan's staff is doing a fairly good job of of keeping it. Uh, lit up enough that you can see where you're going. Um, the bats above, that are directly above you, are get riled up as you go by, and then it seems like the ones behind you kind of resettle down. You get about maybe a third of the way into the cavern, and everybody roll me perception checks again. Ugh. Natural one. So it's a five. Oh, that was close. Twelve. And Jonathan? Fourteen. And what was Shadow? 17. Oh, okay. Good job, um, Shadow. Way to pay attention. You guys are being very quiet and careful and stealthy and covered in poo. And Travancore, Shadow suddenly, he doesn't make a noise, but you feel his, his, you feel his tension. And he moves to you and he pushes you to the left a couple of feet. And then... He he kind of he makes a very low and you hear the flapping of wings, much, much louder than what you've heard before. And off to your right, 
basically in the shadow of shadow, a giant winged thing that moves a little too fast in the dark light, even with dark vision, swoops down and snatches up one of the the crickets that's nearby and flies back up into the ceiling and disappears. In, in case you forgot, my axe is ready. Yep. It was about 20, 25 feet away from you. Yep. I'm just keep my axe ready. Let us, okay. let us be stealthy with haste. Giant bat monster in the region. I whisper to my, my friends. Tara sighs and says, bats. Why did it have to be bats? And you guys are going to keep going? Yeah. I said we press forward in a stealthy fashion. All right. Give me another stealth check, everybody. You got it. Well, crap on a stick. Terrace is going to use her inspiration. That's much better. I will also use my inspiration because I rolled a natural <laughs> one. That's better. 21. I got okay. A, I got a 12. And Jonathan? Oh, it's the same thing. Uh, 18. And Travancore and Shadow? 23 for me, 13 for Shadow. And Carlton? Uh, after using my inspiration, it's a 21. Okay. And yeah, Terrace used her inspiration and got a 17 because she rolled a natural one. And that sucks. As did I. And when the okay. DM's like, oh, the NPC's going to use inspiration, I'm like, fucking I will yeah. say, I will say in this case, I felt really bad about Terrace rolling a one. And so I felt I, like- I'd rather err on the side of caution. Okay. As you guys continue to move, basically the same kind of stealthy you were before. You're still getting just bat shit everywhere. Uh, Bernie, you feel something bump against your side. And you look down and one of those cave crickets has basically jumped into you. And it has now reared back and you, it doesn't make any audible noise, but it's that high pitched type of noise that like still pierces your head that you can kind of hear just like in the back of your head. And it, it does a big giant leap about 30 feet out and five feet off the ground, um, vestigial wings fluttering off of its back as it's bumped into you and is now fleeing in obvious terror. Okay, calm down there, kiddo. It's going to be pump your brakes. I don't want to eat you. I don't eat poop. <laughs> I don't think she's worried about you. I, maybe she's, she could be worried. Let's do a perception check and see if I'm the only scary thing in the room right now. Okay, give me a perception check. I got a 21. You're not the only... Well, obviously, you've got friends with you. I know. Um... But you're not the only scary thing in the room. Oh, wonder. By far. And uh, as you re-look up, you can actually see the thing, the large bat on the ceiling. It finishes the cricket that it has devoured and sucked the marrow from. And as you watch, it lets go of the carcass. And it's kind of right above you. Oh, no. And you get a chance to warn everybody. And so I need everybody to roll a dexterity saving throw. Okay. So, can I see this happening? Because she warned us? No, you don't see it happening. What you hear is Bernie basically telling you to run or to dodge. All right. So because I have danger sense. So I don't see it. She's just telling me to jump. You don't know. Oh, none of you saw it. Okay. She saw it. She's telling you to move. I so you guys get the chance at dodging. And I run. All right. So Bernie, what's what was your dexterity saving throw? A 13. And Jonathan? A 22. And Travancore? A 13 for me, a 6 for Shadow. And Carlton? Uh, an unnatural 20. Okay. Shadow 
and Travancore. All of you managed to dodge out of the way of this carcass. Shadow and Travancore don't get quite far enough away and are completely splattered in Bakuano. You're just... That's going to matten his fur so bad. Yeah, the two of you are just... You're going to stink for a while. It's it's just all over kind of the one side of you that you were unable to to dodge from. And it's just... Shadow immediately is like... And is trying to wipe as much of it off as he can. This is why we can't have nice things. Because of Bakuano? (laughs) So my roll 20 dropped out for a second. Did you say if this was a giant bat? Uh, I said it's a giant bat-looking thing, yep. Can I do a nature check? Because I now have seen where this thing has fallen. Can I look up and try to see if I, with my dark vision if I can identify the creature? Sure. 17. It seems to be a giant bat. Okay. But you're having a hard time making out a lot of details. Okay. Um, You guys going to continue forward? Yep. Yes. yes. All right. Uh, you Nope, actually, you managed to make it to... Uh, what seems like the edge of this ca- cavern, very slowly the Bakuano eases and you're back onto a stone floor and finally you kind of exit this natural cave and you move down through a series of stairs. These are, they're carved into the rock so they're not stonework, but they've been obviously carved by somebody and they lead at very wide stairs down and to the right. Each stair is maybe about six or seven feet wide. So you, you know, Bernie, you've got to take like two or three steps before you even go down another one. And it descends down into, as far as you can see, darkness. Darkness, Charlie Murphy. Darkness. Ugh. All right, we keep going. We press forward. All right, are you keeping the the staff hooded or do you want to release it at this point i'll, I'll keep it hooded for now hold on to me while we make it down these stairs <laughs> okay you don't want to ride in the basket I no no I... she means she doesn't want to be my uh my service gnome for, <laughs> not, for me being blind yeah, i'm not a, i'm not a service gnome <laughs> <laughs> all right you guys for a good five minutes just go down this very wide very slowly descending essentially spiral staircase that eventually um you see down below about i'd say about 25 30 feet ahead of you just at the end of where these stairs are curving you actually see light ahead of you for the first time in what feels like days light that's not coming from jonathan's staff or travancore's torch that he used earlier is in front of you uh can i do a perception check to see what it's coming from what it is Sure. Let's all do one. Let's sure. just walk up to it. Sure. Uh, it worked with the iron golem. I'm just 14. Saying. Okay. Carlton got a 14. Travancore? 18 for myself. Uh, do you want for Shadow too? Oh, yeah. Seven. Jonathan? There's light up ahead. I don't need to perceive that. <laughs> I want to perceive let's walk towards where it's it. coming from. Could be a twat. And Bernie? I got a 21. Okay. There's light coming from up ahead. Okay. Let's walk There's light it. ahead. Let's go to it. Uh, like I'm sorry. we can be, I, we can come up to it carefully. But like it, it's as if it's like, like uh, your house is dark and there's a light around the corner coming from one of the rooms. There's a light coming from one of the rooms. It's, it's so let's okay. let's we could be careful. And uh, I'm definitely not unhooding my uh, my my staff. Your staff. Okay. But let's uh, let's just let's just creep on up on it and see what we can see. Okay. You very slowly move 
and you continue down for another 15 to 20 feet until finally you can see the entranceway into a chamber. And it is it is a well-lit chamber, even from uh, still three or four stairs left to go before you even get to the stone archway. You can see that there are torches inside and you see what looks like the glinting of some gold pieces on the floor. All right. Um, the stonework ends and marble stone or marble floors begin at this entranceway. Pure white marble. The actual archway is the pink marble. And so off the white, you can see these little flecks of, of gold on the floor. And from the room, you hear a voice uh, calling out to you. And it's this old, old creaky voice that you hear going, well, are you just going to stand there or are you going to come on inside? All right. So here's what I do. I dismiss my light. Okay. And I like, I saddle up to the side of the door. So I like, it's like I'm taking cover by the door and I just, mm -hmm. I just slowly peek in. Okay. Um, does anybody else want to do anything else? I'll follow with Shadow. I'm going to head in as well. No, no, I'm not going go in. in. I, I'm... I'm taking cover by, up by the door, and it's like it's like I know someone's gonna shoot me if I if I just walk into the door. So I'm taking cover behind the door, and I'm just like peeking in. If I had a if I had a mirror, I would just I would use the mirror to look in. I wouldn't look in myself. Can I take off my codpiece and use my codpiece as a mirror? Tra what Travancore? What would you like to do? Shadow and I are going to press ahead. We're going to go in. You're just going to go right inside. Shit. Yeah. Okay, uh, Carlton. What would you like to do? Uh, I'm going to go the opposite. Uh, side of the door and do the mirror Jonathan's movements. Okay. Terrace is... She's going to start to take cover and then she's going to see Travancore walking in and she's going to join him. Uh, Bernie? And I say, oh, excuse me, friend. Um, do you have any wet wipes? <laughs> and you hear from the room kind of this cackling laughter. <laughs> now! I just, I just like to point out that you got a nice place here, and I have shoes filled with poo. Well, then my floor will be filled with poo, or you can stay out there for eternity. I don't care. But make up your mind. <laughs> uh, while she is making up her mind, Travancore, uh, and Carlton and Jonathan, you can see a little bit of this as you kind of peek in through the way. You enter what kind of looks like an opulent throne room if it was the throne room of an insane person it is easily 300 feet square lined with torches on gold encrusted sconces the floor is just a sheet of white marble as far as you can see there's gold pieces scattered everywhere just kind of like haphazardly thrown across the floor like rose petals. There's a couple of marble columns that are intricately carved, uh, showing just a bunch of different depictions of dragons in flight and dragons eating people and animals and dragons crawling up the side of, of marble columns. Uh, there's six of them, three on each side, and they're not the best carvings that you've ever seen. They actually look kind of like the rough pictures that you'd seen before. They do the job, but they're not ornate or incredibly fancy. You just tell and they're just on really nice marble work. 
at the very end of the room sits a, a gaudy throne. It is of pink and red marble carved in a, an intricate or what should be an intricate pattern to look like dragon scales, but it's chipped and pieces are missing. And those pieces are kind of scattered all over the floor. You can see like scale sized bits of marble that seem to have fallen off and then just skidded across the, the floor. Some of them have scattered and, and shattered and just pieces of it everywhere. On the throne sits a figure and he's about at this point, 200 feet away from you as you enter, but you can very easily see in the light, uh, it is a skeleton. It is a imposing looking robed skeleton. He's got um, what looks like a, from this distance, a crown on his head. And he's got his hands, the his bony hands on either of the actual uh, sides of this throne and is drumming his fingers on the marble work and it's making this on the stone and he's just looking right at you like just socketless eyes peering right at you as you walk in and Terrace under her breath mutters something in Dorvish that you don't understand do I understand it or am I too far away to hear it you don't you're you're a little too far away to hear it because she says it so low and you're not right next to her alright I'm gonna walk a little bit closer and say okay. hello. I will cautiously f- pop in and follow. As I'm coming in, uh, I, this is a lich, right? You don't know. It's a skeleton. Would you like <laughs> to? Uh, still don't know. And, uh, <laughs> that is an 11. Okay. It's a skeleton. You don't know what kind of thing this is. Yes, Mark. Can I, I do that perception to figure out if it's what Jonathan said? Yeah. Give perception. it a try. Are liches like a sure. religious thing? They're an archaeish <laughs> thing. I got a six after proficiencies. You are so distracted by the gold on the ground that why would someone just leave gold Ooh, on the shiny. ground? You have no idea what shiny. this thing is. At this point, as so you've entered, Travancore, you were going to say something? Hello, my name is Travancore. I'm the vice- I know who you are. I know who you are. I've been watching you in this place. I know who you are. Wow, I'm impressed. What's your you name? You should be. What is my name? Yeah. You've come name? into my lair and you don't know my name and it stands up and it moves off the the throne and off the dais and stands at this point it's about 50 feet away from oh, you. Oh mighty Wendergod, I know of who you are. And it looks at Carlton and says, "Your big dumb friend at least knows who my name is. You're going to infiltrate my lair and you don't even know the majesty of the creature before you." To be fair, Just, guys are dumb. I'm covered in backwano. How smart do I look? Covered in backwano. I mean, that happens. You got to come through the whole bat thing, the bat layer. Maybe that wasn't the best idea, but, you know, bats, they're a pretty good alert system. You just have to deal with the guano. I haven't had a nose in centuries, so who cares? I, I say, are you Perbeck? No. Oh. D- didn't you listen to your big dumb friend here? No. Wendergod. Who is that? I... We, have we heard that name before? Yes. Mr. Photographic Memory. So when you guys were sleeping... And, you know, Carlton and I were doing some research. Uh, Carlton apparently gets top marks for uh, for paying attention. I want to enter into the room finally, but I want to take off those slippers that were covering my regular shoes. Okay. Because I've had them on, if you recall. I've had them on since we were in Mammon's, like, temple. You have. And I take and them off now and covered in back on them anymore. And I go, I make a nice little, like, salute to them. 
And I go, oh, Mr. Windergratz, Cyril, we kind of make it a policy not to often listen to our big dumb friend. He's not the best at retention, but we're proud of him today for what he's learned. Carlton, do good. Carlton, you did really good. Yay, Carlton, do good. All right, now that we've all had this nice little warm and fuzzy thing, what are you doing here? That's a really good question, sir. What what are we doing here? I say, I step forward at this point and I say, what was his name again? Wendergod. 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 Oh my gosh. I, I, I write it down and pin it to his tunic. <laughs> Hang on. Let me let me actually put this on here. Wendergod. Okay. <laughs> Wendergod. Uh, greetings. I am Jonathan the Magimuscular. And yeah, I know. I know who you are. I've been watching you. Didn't you like catch the whole thing security? Jonathan the Magimuscular the- loves watching. to introduce himself. Obviously anyway. I noticed. <laughs> We uh we come with a request. We are from the the town above, and we are in a dire dire uh, emergency. We are about to face a blue dragon on a field of combat, and there is no way we can beat said said blue dragon. Of course not. I'm stronger than a blue dragon. Yes, we Ooh. we we know this. So and you can't beat me. So no, no chance. Uh, absolutely not. We have come looking for any way that we could save the town of Greenest from these raiders that would wield a blue dragon. Uh, and we were hoping to find maybe a a mask of Tiamat, uh, or a, a dragon mask? Dragon mask? Dragon mask? Line? Check dragon the Canada mask. book? Blue dragon mask. Well, we, 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 we are looking for a dragon mask, if you have one, and would request its use for maybe a couple of weeks or so. No! I don't have one of those, and even if I had one of those, why would I give it to you? I'm keeping my hoard here. Go and give whatever you've got at that town to the dragon if you want to get rid of it. The town Actually, doesn't with have you being anything. Here for 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 you like destroying half the the traps in my lair, you should be giving stuff to me, not asking me to give stuff to you. The thing is, is if a blue dragon comes by, it's going to destroy Greenus, and this is kind of next on the stop. So that blue dragon's going to come after your hoard. So we're trying to protect right. your hoard proactively. You don't think that I can protect myself from a piddly blue dragon? Oh, I am Wendragon. I'm just saying I am you the, the strongest of green dragons. I am the destroyer of worlds. I am the savior of the universe. And I am God here. Oh, tell me more about that part. I'd like to hear about the worlds. I don't have time for that. Go read a book or something. I just thought it'd be better if you told it. For a second, I would love, uh, Bernie, for you to roll me an insight check. An insight check. Oh, I have a bonus to that. <laughs> I got you bonus the girl. fuck out of it. Got a 24. Okay. I'm, ins- I'm insightful as fuck right now. And yeah, let's do this, this. This thing, you don't know if he's lying or not, but he is clearly unhinged. This is, this being is not to be trusted simply because you don't know if it's totally sane. Uh, Travancore. Wait, I have a solution. But, uh, Wintergod. Yeah? How about this? Here's the thing. We got down here, we're, and, you know, by your own admission, we're, you, you probably see us as chumps. How much easier would it be for a whole army of Tiamat to get down here, and then you have to go through the whole hassle of having to reset your traps and kill all those guys? <laughs> I mean, we can take care of it for you proactively. Tiamat. <sighs> that bitch, nobody wants her back. Our point exactly. You, you know what? Right? There are two, what's it like? What was the number again? Like 2,000? Something there like that. There are a lot of people who've seen a whole fucking There are a lot of people who've seen 
Yeah, there are a lot of people apparently seem to think that it's a good idea to bring her, bring her back. <laughs> They're dedicated to her, like an army, if you will. Are you deceiving him with the number, or do you honestly not remember how many? I don't remember. I okay, it was two thousand, but maybe we're... it's like five hundred. There's that. You saw a couple of hundred. Okay, uh, Travancore, roll me a perception, uh, persuasion check. Persuasion. Mm-hmm. My time to shine. Ten. Uh, Wendergod starts to laugh and says, I am a mortal. Did you not hear the part where I talked about being a god? You, you're, you were a minor annoyance. Right. Maybe a plaything. Kind of fun. I really didn't like those lizard things anyway. So you got rid of them for me. That was great. Maybe I won't kill you. Correct me if I'm wrong, but a god can kill a god, correctly? Correct? There are no other gods. And he gives so, you... Tiamat, if it's He risen, gives you a stern look at this point and he moves towards you and he says there are no other gods i am the only god i am the one that is in charge you will bow down before me bow down before me now and i say oh great wonder god we will surely serve you scorching ray all right really really, (laughs) you're not gonna let me try to at least good thing my axe is ready we're gonna we're gonna fuck this guy up. As soon as you indicated there were other gods, he was not having any of that. I'm excited that we're finally at the boss and we can finally put perfect mind to bed. Well, assuming we survive. Oh yeah, well assuming we make it back through all the poop. I'm sure I think there's some sort of like easy exit back to the top from here. I, I don't think I have to go through all that. All I've again. been thinking about this entire time is trudging back through that poo. Because like easy exits <laughs> yeah. are nice, but reality says that if you're an adventurer and you trudge through poo to get there, you're going back through poo. You know, one thing that always has always bothered me while we're doing initiative and stuff, like to get into the Ministry of Magic, you have to go through a toilet. Yeah. So you have to leave through a toilet. That's like really Hard. Like, let's say you're in the Ministry of Magic, right? And you decide you want uh, noodles for lunch. But the cafeteria doesn't have noodles, so you have to have it delivered. Do they have noodle operating delivery people? I imagine. Is that a thing? I don't know. Why don't you tweet J.K. Rowling? I I should. She might answer. She does that. She might answer. More to Jules' point, like, the whole way it took to get down here, it, it... I, I I really hope that Jack is right that there's like a secret stair that we could just go up 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 instead of having to go all the way through all that shit. I was just thinking literally. Like, I was just thinking that outhouse we saw. We should have threw a rope down. That way we could shit yeah. out. We <laughs> if, not, but if we did video it. games not, have taught me anything, that there's usually an easy way back. But that said, an hey, I rolled a, I rolled a a natu- unnatural twenty, so sixteen plus my bonus. All right, and Carlton, what's your roll? Twenty one. And Bernie? I got an eight. Okay. And Terrace got a nine. And Jonathan? Uh, 19. Who's excited that we leveled up, right? Got all those spell yeah. slots back? Okay. So, uh, Carlton, you have been um, shouted at by Wendergod in a menacing way. And you get to f- go first. What would you like to uh, do? Now, since I'm readied, I get to... Do I have to do that readied action before my first turn? Like, so ready lets me usually go go off turn. Uh, if you ready an action, yeah, but that, you have so, to actually have So, oh, my act being ready doesn't count. No, that just means you weren't surprised. Okay. Right, you don't have to draw your act. You have your yeah. act at the ready is different than readying an action. That's okay. that's a completely gotcha. different thing. All right, well, that's fine. Let's go with uh, all the adjectives. Uh, rage, reckless, frenzy. Okay. Going after him with the axe. 
Okay, so you're going to run up to him? Hell yeah! How else do All I do right. it? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe you decided to suddenly throw things. All right. Okay, go ahead so, and roll an attack. attack. Uh, 22. That hits. All right, and since I have advantage anyway, I might as well crit fish. And 23, so it doesn't, doesn't fish. Um, that still hits. Uh, nice. And that, since I'm raging, that's an additional two, so that'll hit for 18. All right. And then you want me to roll damage for the frenzied or the attack as well? Are you attacking twice? So, yes. No, because you have advantage. Okay. So, Melee. that was your first attack. It's done. All right. 26. That hits. All right. For 16. You manage to take off a rib. It shatters against the ground, and Wendergod looks down at it and says, That was my favorite rib! And I, and I would say to him, What's a god to a non-believer? Still a god. Ah. And he, he, like, growls at you with these blackened, gnarled teeth in his skull. Uh, and it is Travancore and Shadow's turn. What would you like to do? All right, I'm going to have Shadow, like, banana around a little bit and come right in front of me. Like, directly in front. Wonk. Yeah. And uh, I think and now he takes up a defensive stance to try okay. my uh, moment of confusion arrow. It is the perfect target for it. All right. All right, it's going to be a standard uh, crossbow attack. So, do-do-do. And that's a 19. That hits. All right. So you so, let's do the arrow damage first, and then okay. roll for the stuff. Got it. <laughs> All right. So the arrow is going to be eleven damage. Nice. Awesome. And apparently, uh, moment of the way it works. If hit, there's a it has to do a DC thirteen. Uh, we call it wisdom saving throw. Apparently, if they fail, a D ten to determine what the uh, consequences. I'm hoping that he right. is a wizard and has high intelligence but low wisdom. All right. Uh, well, a four is not going to make your DC. So yes. So I have to roll a D. Do I roll the D ten or do you? Why don't you go ahead and roll it? It's your arrow. All right. So there's you... no bonus with this. So it's a. Uh... No, it's just a straight D ten, and whatever the roll is, is what's going to happen. All right. So I rolled a three. It's unable to attack. Only dodges attacks, and attacks against him had disadvantage. All right. So he can't attack, hurt us at least. And that's Wait. until the end of its next turn. Wait a minute. Attacks against him have disadvantage. Yeah. Because he's dodging. Because he's oh. dodging. Yeah, he can't attack us. That's the thing. Hmm. So it's a little harder to kill, but at least yes. uh, All he, he can do is do, do the dodge action until the end of his next turn when he can make another save against the effects. So all he's doing is dodging. When he makes the save, if he fails the save, does he re-roll the D10 for to see how he's, if he's still the same type of confusion or a different confusion? No, so that's just what he's doing. Until okay. he saves from it on his turn, all he can do is dodge. All right. Anything cool. else? That'll be it. Good thing I got all, all right. those hits in beforehand. Yeah. All right, let me see something here. Awesome. Glad we got all the shitty rolls out early. Knock on wood. All right, and uh, so we're gonna do this. So I, I do it as as something ha as this action happens. I'm like scorching, and then he, and then I see him start dodging around. Like <laughs> I'm like flaming sphere. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, is that an attack or is that a save? That is a save, right. not an attack. <laughs> I was about to say. Smart move. I am double checking what dodge will let him do. All right. So what kind of save is it? Uh, dexterity. Okay. Uh, 17. Uh, that'll, he saves the fuck out of that. So hold on. Let but me... still half damage probably, right? Yep. Okay. So the and six. just for my own knowledge, if I have disadvantage and advantage... How does that work? It cancels, it cancels each other out. All right, so, you so I just, just roll, roll once. once. Okay. Yeah. All right. So he will take uh, three damage. Okay. And so I'm so I 
summoned the sphere and then rolled it into him. So I'm putting it uh, right, like, two squares north of Carlton. Yay. Right there? Play me right sphere. there. All yep. right. Anything else you want to do? Uh, I'm going to go ahead and move. Beh- uh, I'm going to shift one square south so I'm behind uh, Travancore. Okay. Hey, Travancore. Next time uh, Shadow has a movement, we feel like uh, doing a conga line. I feel like conga line with the way to go. I was thinking the exact same thing. I figured if nothing else, it would cancel out his advantage. And also, it would give me my advantage back because my advantage is canceling the disadvantage. He is um, dodging and dodging and dodging. You hear him uh, growl out something in Draconic. Who speaks Draconic? I do. All the people All right. thought I was going to be a dragonborn. <laughs> 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 All right. Uh, Travancore and Jonathan, you hear him growl out in draconic. Jonathan, you actually recognize it as old, old, like a spell. Uh, although he's not casting anything, obviously, because he's just dodging. Um, but you hear him say uh, in draconic, let your god show you my true form. Uh, and then he's going to make his uh, wisdom saving throw. Uh, 12, does that save? No. All right. He Yay. continues to dodge. Behind the throne, you hear a, a creaking and then a shudder as the stone and the marble work actually shift and grind against each other. The marble throne grinds to the right and moves a good seven to ten feet to its right and you hear uh this horrible loud roar emerge from back there and charging out from the behind the throne you see this abomination of bone come streaking towards you and it's not going to make it to you in, t- in this round. It's going to make it to about there. But it does look like uh, it's not large because it's about the size of Travancore's bear. Uh, but it does look like a dragon made out of bones. Oh, and- thank God. Uh, <laughs> I, was, I was really worried there for a second. Yeah. yeah. I'm still a little worried. <laughs> yeah, we'll be fine. All right. It is Terrace's turn. Uh, Terrace seeing this bone dragon appear seeing uh Wendraga just taking all of these hits and not going down the grin on her face turns feral and she says i've been waiting for a good fight and she is going to she can banana around and get into a flanking conga line that, 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 uh, and that, knowing that. that she's got a bone dragon at her back she's going to bring her warhammer down on Wendragod. see uh she is going to miss which sucks um and she bring she basically is now prepared for this dragon to come at her. Bernie, what would you like to do? I just figured out something cool, <laughs> but we'll deal with it later. <laughs> okay. So I have this thing called channel divinity. Yes, you do. And I get to do this thing called turn undead. Yes, you do. And I think we're gonna do that. Okay. So. I'm not I think so you do sure how it works. Closer. I've been reading Whoa. the instructions as we've been fighting. <laughs> so basically, Bernie sat cross-legged on the floor and pulled out 
the discography of Beyonce and started reading through to figure out how to turn undead. Reading the liner notes? <laughs> I've been reading the liner notes for Beyonce's four <laughs> album, hoping for some inspiration. So far, I know that if I like it, I should probably put a ring on it. <laughs> um, <laughs> also, if you guys roll poorly, remember, you all still have inspiration. Yes. Yeah. So channel divinity turn undead. As an action, you present your holy symbol and speak a prayer, censuring the undead. Each undead that can see or hear you within 30 feet. Is that, am I within 30 feet of these fuckers? You are within 30 feet of Wendragod, but not of the dragon. All right, we're going to first and foremost get within 30 feet All right, of so both. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25. So you just, just barely, like, not there. up next to Wendragod. I don't want to pick his nose. Like, I just well, want to. If you move 10 feet forward, then you are 15 feet from Wendragod and 30 feet from the dragon. So you can get both of them. Works for me. Uh, they have to make a wisdom saving throw. Is a dragon stronger or weaker when it's bones? You don't know. All right. Here comes Wendergod. Uh, 17? Fuck. Yeah. What's your spell save, DC? Doesn't. It's 15. Oh, all right. And then this here is comes... This bullshit right here. Why? Sorry. Here comes the dragon. Ha ha! Ah. The dragon, however... Nope, he's turned. Okay. I don't know what that does, though. I just know... So turn undead means that for the next minute, which is the next nine rounds of combat, base, or ten rounds of combat, basically, uh, he cannot move any closer to you. He is not allowed to come uh, any closer to you. He is not allowed to move towards you. Uh, and I think if he does, he takes radiant damage. Let's look that up real quick. Just run up and hug him. At the next level, I get to destroy undead. So if the creature fails a saving throw. It is turned for one minute until it takes any until it takes any damage. So it's either turned for a minute or until it takes damage. A turned creature must spend its turn trying to move as far away from you as it can, and it can't willingly move to a space within thirty feet of you. It also can't take reactions. For its action, it can use only the dash action or try to escape from an effect that prevents it from moving. If there's nowhere to move, the creature can use the dodge action. So basically, until it takes damage or until a minute has passed, all it can do is try to get the fuck away from you. So are we in consensus that we focus on Wendergaard to try to break whatever spell he has on that and hopefully it'll leave us alone? Agreed. Yep. <laughs> focus fire. All right. All right. All right. Would you like to do anything As long as we all stay Bernie? close to Bernie... So I used my channel divinity, but I haven't used a spell slot. See, I'm standing in a really convenient area, aren't I? Yes, you are. Anything else, or is that it? I think that's my action, right? Uh, I believe that is your attack. You've moved. So unless you would like to continue to move. I look at, I look at like, this, this bone dragon that was so scary and is now, like, a pretty much a yelping dog. And I'm like, we'll talk about the power of Queen Bay later, darling. Okay. Uh, is the top of round two, and Carlton, you are up. All right, so I have advantage because uh, flanking, and then the disadvantage because he's dodging, so it cancels out. But so and then I have my reckless, attack. which gives me advantage. You don't get double advantage; they don't stack. No, well, the two cancel out. The disadvantage no, no. and the advantage cancel, and then I have the reckless attack, which gives me. No, it doesn't doesn't work that way. <sighs> you. One thing gives you advantage, the other thing gives you disadvantage. They can all of it cancels out. You divide by zero. You just attack. All right, fine. Well, at least get two attacks. 
you do get two attacks. Uh, 13. That hits. All right. And then damage for uh, 17 because I'm raging. Okay. And then 22. Nice. That hits. For, fuck you. Uh, that was a natural uh, one, so that'll be uh, eight after my rage damage. Okay. Uh, part of its arm chips away, and it glares at you, and it continues to dodge. Or try to, anyway. Travancore Travancore and Shadow, it is your turn. Okay, so I think Shadow and I are probably best off staying put since uh, Carlton already has flanking. And Bone Bugs and Harmony back there um, doesn't can't do anything (laughs) until uh, we focus on uh, Tell Me What. Yes. (laughs) Wendigar better watch that throne. So I guess you could say we're at a crossroads. But so I'm thinking uh, uh, Travancore is going to charge his flare bow. Use one of his charges because he got him back when uh, when he did his long rest. Yes. And he's going to focus on on Wendigar just because that guy just rubs Carlton. Travancore the wrong way. He does not like him at all. Okay. You are going to be at disadvantage on this attack because you don't get so, ad- you right. don't get advantage. Ah, uh, you're right. Follow-up question, though. If sure. I were to miss this attack, could I use inspiration or would that be a double roll also? You can use the inspiration. What, what'll happen is you're going to roll the attack. When you mm-hmm. see what the number is, before I tell you whether it hit or not, you can decide to basically give yourself advantage. Gotcha. Travancore, for reference, right. a 13 hit. Right, so that's true. All right, so 16. Well, you're at disadvantage, yeah, so roll again. I have to roll again. Oh, no. Roll again. <laughs> no! uh, inspiration, inspiration. In- I feel inspired, though, so I want to roll a third time. Go ahead and roll a third time. And I guess it's still the 10, so it's, it's going to miss regardless. Actually, that hits. Go ahead and roll oh. damage. Right. All right, so I got the regular damage plus the flare bow damage. Okay, so. Inspire bros. So regular damage is going to be four, uh, but I got the extra one die six, so fire damage. damage. Nice. Ooh, six. Awesome. Hooray. The arrow bursts into flames as um, you knock it, just the the head of it, and then as you aim down the sights and it goes streaking towards Wendergod, the whole thing goes up in a flare that is so bright that as it goes by, everybody kind of shies their eyes away from it it lands square into wonder god's chest and he looks down and you very clearly hear him say in draconic well crap and then it goes (laughs) and you see his head go flying off and land a couple feet away and his body falls uh bonelessly to the floor (laughs) wait did we kill him so no well she didn't ask how we wanted to do it well, there is no, still because he's not the last guy. There is still a dragon. Uh, Travancore, you've just killed Wendergod. Is there anything else you would like to do? Oh man, I did fifty-nine damage. I'm to that thinking, I'm thinking I'm going to have Shadow move up a little bit toward next to next to Terrace, just so if there's any need for flanking, he's he's ready to go. Uh, right those that you that speak Draconic, yeah. maybe talk to the dragon. Oh, um, and I guess I can shout, "Hey, your master is dead. You still want to do this?" All right. Uh, it does not respond. Would you like okay. to do anything else? That'll be it. Jonathan, it's your turn. I'm like, eh, let's rough him up a little and see how he feels. Oh, and so I, first off, as my bonus action, I'm going to crash the, oh, um, maybe you don't want to have Shadow end his turn next to the Flaming Sphere. Is there an area effect? Yes. If you end your turn next to it, you take damage, and Shadow would probably know that because it's hot. And Pooh is flammable. All right. Well, so then Shadow it. would probably be smart enough, since I was the one who moved Shadow to go there instead. Ah-ha. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. There we go. 
All right, bonus action. We're gonna slam the. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna move. The, we're gonna banana the uh, the thing around so that it is okay. There, there we go. Okay, now people can flank. So he it, the the sphere rolls around and then comes up behind him. He's got to make a deck saving throw. Okay, well that'd be a three. Hooray! Prepare to take some fire damage. Five fire damage. Okay. And then I'm going to scorching ray him. Okay. So it here comes shines some... away from your your blast and uh, Bernie. You do notice that now that it has taken some damage, it no longer seems to be afraid of you. Oh, like wonderful. It, it was fun. kind of trying to back away, and then as soon as it takes that damage, it now once again becomes fully upright and snarling. All right, Scorching Ray. Okay, so we have some spell attacks incoming. Nice. Uh, my lowest is 19. Uh, 19 hits. All right. So all of them hit. Yes. So for the first time in forever, I actually get to do all six of these. Yay. And there was much rejoicing. Yay. 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 And the peasants rejoiced. Yay, peasants. I was going to say, if they were all ones. <laughs> that would have sucked. Uh, so 19 damage. 19 damage. Uh, and what kind of damage is that? Fire. Okay. All right. Its bones go up in flames. Uh, it is Terrace's turn. She is going... I don't think you get flanking with the the ball. No, you don't. You, you don't would get have flank- to... You would have to go, like, get around the other side. That's why I put yeah. it there instead of... Yeah, have her run three squares dead ahead and go on that side. Well, she's not going to run... Yeah, so... Yeah, she is smart enough to know to go... 20, 25. No, she doesn't want to be next to the ball. Uh, yeah, that All one. right. There you go. There we go. She's a smart cookie. She is going to try to hit this thing with her hammer, which has not been good. Uh, but with a 19, that does hit... So she is going to do six bludgeoning damage. And that ends her turn. Bernie, it is your turn. All right. I am going to cast Inflict Wounds. And I'm going to cast it as a second level spell slot. Okay. Nice. Uh, Is that ranged or is that touch? Oh, it's touch. I was about to say, I think that's a touch. Would you like to move next to the dragon? <sighs> Let's do this. I'm going to come up and touch it. I'm okay. Touch What's your movement? <laughs> You're going to touch the butt. How far? It's 30 feet, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. 30 feet. I can touch Just him. Directly directly up to him? Yep. You might want to move to flanking with Terrace. Yeah, move into yeah, flanking with Yeah, it is a Terrace. melee spell attack, so you would get advantage move if you move into... Move flanking with Terrace. <laughs> yes. Flanking conga line. The two, is, two shortest people are now flanking. And I'm just going to grab it by the tail. <laughs> fucking bone dragon so okay. what's awesome is casting this if it hits i get to do 3d10 da- damage and then at a second level spell i increase by an extra d10 so if this hits yep. i do 4d10 damage good thing you're in flanking i know right and good thing yeah. i have some pretty sweet spell attack modifiers that's 20 an unnatural so 20 so it's totally unnatural. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, so, you have yes. advantage, so crit fish. All right. That hits. Go ahead and fish for critting. 13. Oh. So. All right, so the 20 hits. Go ahead and roll, roll damage. All right, and I add my spell. No. Do I add my wisdom? Nope. Okay. On a hit, the target takes 3d10 necrotic oh, yeah, damage. It would, say, it would say. All right, so let's just yep. go. Select. So it'll be four. roll 4d10. 
and give me the result. Necrotic damage. Yeah, I know. Uh-oh. This shit gets real. 25 damage. Nice. Uh, roll me a perception check. Damn it. Damn it. Uh-oh. No, no. I don't think he's resistant to it. Oh, my God. I'm going to heal I, him, aren't He's going to be immune, isn't he? Ugh. No, no. Not immune. Well, natural drink. 20. Yay. Let's drink to our okay. demise. All right. So what was your perception? 25. Um, It didn't hurt him nearly as much as you thought it should have. Oh, okay. thank God. Just resistant. Would you like to do anything else? Uh, my heart um, may have skipped a beat. It it did hurt. Like you saw, like you grabbed onto its tail and cast the spell and the bones under your hand went brittle and crunched and you actually took off like the very tip of its tail. Uh, but for as much damage as you were expecting to do, the, the backside of this thing should be lying on the floor in tatters and that didn't happen. All right, I have an idea for our next time. I guess I'm chilling here with my hand on its tail. All right. I'll come get help you, little buddy. You better come fucking help me. That. So it is its turn. At least uh, I'm glad that it was just resistant to it. I, yeah, yeah, that, that could have been really I bad. I was like, oh shit, I'm going to heal it for 25 health. It is going to turn on Bernie and Carlton. So Bernie kind of grabs its tail and it whips around and snarls and opens its mouth Uh, and you uh. see a venomous green cloud of gas just flow out of its mouth in a 30 foot cone that is going to get Bernie and Carlton. It is actually just barely going to miss Shadow. Um, And is that a dex saving throw or is that an attack? I'm going to get there. Uh, I need you to make a constitution saving throw. I need the both of you Ooh. to make constitution saving throws. I am proficient throws. in that. Uh, 23. 18. Okay, you... All right. You do both manage to save, but you are still going to take some damage. Okay. All right. This is like the first damage people have taken, though. That's not too shit shabby. Yeah, because we fucked up Wendy. All right, so you're taking... Yeah. Uh, it would be 12 poison damage, but you saved, so it's half. So you're both going to take six poison damage and then Bernie it's gonna try to bite you oh goody and so smoke pours out of its mouth and you feel the uh, the poison seep into your system a little bit you're able to shrug it off just in time to see its big toothy maw come at you uh, for a 25 versus AC oh that's gonna hit oh yeah, fuck I kind of figured he hits hard that's 15 piercing damage. Oh, no, little buddy. Shit. And its turn is done. Oh, no, it's going to it's going to stay there. All right, Carlton, it is now your turn. I'm going to roll up on it so we make an X. Okay. Uh and then I'm going to slam my axe into him. Okay. All right. Uh 21 and fishing. Nope. All right, so first attack does uh, 12. Okay. All right, and then we're going for that second frenzied attack. And fishing because he's flanked. That's a 21 as well. And a 23. All right. So, second attack hits. Second Go ahead and roll hits. damage. We'll hit for nine. Okay. It You manage to slash into one of the bones that makes up its wing, and the wing kind of goes a little limp, but it is still looking pretty healthy and hearty. Anything else? Yeah... Is there any of his bones, like, the, from that the tail? Are they within grabbing distance? Uh, not next to you, no. Okay. They're pretty much by I was going like, to kind of get, like, a little toothpick made out of his bone. Just oh, thank with. you for, for, for being so sensitive. 
to the fact that... I don't know if you'd want any necrotic bones right now. Travancore, it is your turn. You don't know me! Okay. Seeing as how the Bone Dragon and Harmony is surrounded by uh, four, <laughs> I guess, opponents, um, <laughs> I'm gonna... <laughs> I think you killed our wizard. <laughs> um, yeah, and I killed Wonder God, so I'm actually gonna cast Hunter's Mark on, uh... <laughs> You did. What's kill wrong? You miss, do you miss your uncle? Do you Dad miss your uncle Charlie? Wizard. You broke Dad. Jonathan the magic muscular. <laughs> Fuck you! <laughs> you broke him. Abuela. Abuelo. Abuelo. The most full Abuelo. of love. Fuck you! I've ever heard. So I'm gonna cast Hunter's Mark on the uh, on the Bone Dragon. Okay. And I am gonna attack him with a good old fashioned arrow. All right. And that has advantage because he's flanked, right? He does. Sadly, Travancore does not get advantage. Only the melee combatants okay. that are around the dragon get advantage. Gotcha. The more you know. Crap, 11. 11 sadly does not hit. All right. It goes foom, In past that case, maybe I will have Shadow move up between Taris and Carlton, just so he can get an extra attack if he needs to. Okay. For next time around. And that'll be it for me. Oh, yeah, I didn't hit anything, so Hunter's Mark won't affect Hunter until I hit him. So, cool. Done. All right, Jonathan. All right. I slam the... I, I, do, a, I do a circular banana... And slam the uh, flaming sphere back into homeboy. Okay. So he's got to make a uh, a dexterity saving throw. Okay. Woohoo! Yes. Well, he fails. Nice. He's gonna take another eight damage. Okay. And then I'm gonna magic missile him for another ten. Okay. Nice. He gets battered by the ball. He the magic missiles streak into him, but he is still standing. It's Terrace's turn. She is going to do what she does best, which is Warhammer. Uh, unfortunately, a 15 does not hit. Um, Doesn't she have advantage? She's... Yeah, she has advantage. Oh, she does have advantage. That's Blanking. right. That, that is even worse. God, her rolls are crap. Um, she's going to hunker down and take a defensive posture. And Bernie, it's your turn. All right. I'm going to cast... Not necrotic damage. That's for sure. Ooh, uh, I'm going to cast Spiritual Weapon. Yee! Okay. Is that radiant? I. It doesn't really say. It's uh, a melee spell attack. It I would say if it does. Uh, it'll it's say probably it. force. Because, Jonathan, correct me if I'm wrong, radiant is the opposite of necrotic, right? Right, but uh, I think as we've said, as we've seen, things don't work quite the same way here. Yeah, I know. So, I, I'm not, I'm not sure how it works, and I'm happy to let a check tell me how it works. Yes, let's let Do a check. Do you want tell me us. to make a check? No, no, no. Just, it, I'm, I'm pretty sure your spell is force, so it doesn't matter. Yes, for force damage. Jonathan's it's, right. It's, it's force bay damage. damage. Um, <laughs> your spiritual weapon. Where would you like to place it? Uh, right up next to homie's face. To the north, to the east, or to the south? We're running out of room here. What is it? Fl it's flanking with everything, right? At this point, everybody's flanking. I think we decided since the spiritual weapon is a melee weapon that it would offer advantage. All right. So, so Terrace is my flanking buddy? Yeah, once it's flanked, it's flanked for everybody that does melee attacks against it. It's going to look... Like the black arrow that Bard the Bowman used in the okay. book. In the book. This is important. To kill Smog. You mean Smaug? Smaug. Smaug. 
Smog. Okay. It's fucking smog. It's whatever. It's Benedict Cumberbatch. All right, go All ahead right. and roll your attack. Well, it's Oof. a good thing I have advantage. Yes. Yep. There we 24. go. 24. 24 hits. I do Max damage. 15 damage, and I say, nice. wait, come back. I found a Tic Tac. Excellent. You have to think about that one. All right, this like arrow slams do. into its side, and it, it uh, shudders away in pain. Anything else? Well, I can't move without getting an attack of opportunity, right? This is correct. <sighs> I'm just going to hunker down. I'm going okay. to literally squat and make myself as small as possible. That's okay. why I ran up, buddy, so he'll try to take a chunk out of old Carlton. It is going... Yeah, it's it's going to do that. Wait, take it a bite is... out of old Carlton? No. No. It's going to move to there, and it's, so it's going to take an attack of opportunity from Carlton and Bernie. Go nice. ahead and roll your attacks. Oh, shit. Okay. All right, I'll go first. Oh, I have a spell attack? What is my... It's a melee attack. How do it's I... A it's a basic melee attack with your mace. So my mace always got just my wisdom, which is a five. Is that with advantage or no? It is not with advantage because okay. it's your it's an attack of opportunity. Um, does that count as part of my turn or no. as a okay? It's a reaction. I got a nine. Uh, that's a miss. I got a fifteen. That is also a miss. All right. Poor uh, Kevin. Poison breath has recharged, and so it is going to spray again. Um, the spiritual weapon doesn't have to worry, but Shadow, Carlton, and Bernie, I need you all to make constitution saving throws. Oh, seven. Blessings of Bay, smile upon you. Um, as the poison rolls in, Terrace is going to jump in front of Shadow. She's going to use her protection. Um, Travancore, go ahead and roll his saving throw again. It'll give him advantage on that. Oh, okay. Let's see. It imposes disadvantage, but in this case, it'll give him right. advantage. Still a seven. The exact same roll. <laughs> Sorry, All right, Terrace. so Shadow got a seven. Carlton, what'd you get? Uh, 16 after my proficiency. Okay, and Bernie? I got a 19 total. Okay, so Shadow fails, and the other two save. So Shadow's going to take full damage as the poison comes in. Uh, the other two are going to take half damage. So that's 13 poison damage to Shadow, uh, six it. to the other two. Who else is taking the damage? Who's taking six? You and me. Um, and then it is going to try to bite Shadow, uh, and probably yeah. a 26 that, hit. That, that's going to hit him. Yeah, and that's 12 piercing damage. That takes Shadow right down to zero. All right, Shadow unfortunately falls unconscious. So, Carlton, this thing has moved out of your reach, and you now have a unconscious bear next to you. Uh, are medicine checks, uh, can they be done as bonus, or do they have to be done as an action? They are actions. All right. Buddy, I like you, and I like your bear, but I'm the heavy hitter, so I'm going to banana around the outside to above Terrace to kind of swing down on him. Right here? Yeah. Okay. All right, 15 for the first one, and then... That misses. Yeah, I have advantage. Okay. Uh, 17. That hits. Okay. For 8. Okay. And then my frenzied attack. Uh, 14. Um, are we still in... Is he still flanked at all? He is not currently flanked, no, because... Or no, you know what? No, the spiritual weapon does give flanking, because that's a melee oh, okay. attack. So, so yes. So then I uh, will roll the advantage for a 23. That hits. And I uh, will do 11 damage. Okay. 
You're starting to see chunks ripped out of this thing. It's starting to look like it's having a hard time holding itself together, Um, but it is still standing. Anything else? Nah, I'm good. All right. Uh, Travancore, I need Shadow to make a death saving throw. Is the Constitution the bonus for that? It's just a d20. No bonus. Oh, just regular d20. Okay. Here goes. (gasps) 11. All right. He is stable for the moment. That's one save. Now it is your turn. What would you like to do? Alright, I'm gonna just use my other uh, charge for the flare bow at this point. Okay. 17. That hits. Go ahead and roll damage. And okay. this will include the fire damage and the hunter's mark damage. Oh, right, of course. Alright, so, 5 for the arrow itself, and okay. the hunter's mark is gonna be 1 die 6, 1. Okay. <laughs> and then the fire well, at least damage. I got the flare bow, so... And that's the same thing, 1 die 6. That's gonna be 4 fire damage. Alright. It sticks into kind of its front shoulder and sets those bones ablaze, and it's it's looking pretty hurt. Jonathan, it is your turn. All right, I slam the uh, I slam the thing into the dragon. Okay, <laughs> thing slamming. Thing slamming. Oh, I have to roll a save. I'm sorry. Uh, what's the? I mean, it's a nineteen. Fifteen. To start. Yeah. yeah. All right, and then uh, let's magic missile it again. Okay. Dang it. Ooh. Ah, uh, seven damage. Okay. Oh, wait. It made it save. Hang on, hang on. Is it half damage for save? Yeah. So another three. Okay. So ten. Yay. I'm so helpful. Anything else? That's it. Okay. Terrace is going to once again bring her hammer on down. And a 16 will just barely hit. So she finally hits this thing again. She's going to do... Ooh, nice. That's 12 bludgeoning damage. And Bernie, it is your turn. Okay, I have some questions about being the bear being stable. The bear is not yet stable. The bear has just made um, a saving throw and has been successful at it. So, so he's got one mean? success. That So he's going to keep making saving throws. If he gets a 10 or above, it's a success. If it's a single digit, it is a failure. He keeps making saving throws until he is either acted upon to make stable or he gets three of a kind. If he gets three successes then he's considered stable and he's basically just unconscious and will stay that way and won't make any more saving throws. If he makes three failures, he dies. If I cast a healing spell, that doesn't affect him, does it? That will immediately say that will immediately save him. He'll start at zero and then whatever hell, and this is not for the bear, just the bear, there's anybody. If you cast healing on any creature that's unconscious, they start immediately at zero, and whatever hit points you give them, then they go up to. So if you give him 15 hit points, he now has 15 hit points and is alive and prone on the ground. You want to heal me, you and the bear? Well, I mean, I want to heal me. Because I don't think... Because this thing is going to breathe its fucking gas at me again, and I don't... I'm going to die. Can I do a it check might. to see if how many breath charges I think it has? On your turn. Okay. Can I do a check to see how many breath charges it has? Roll me an intelligence check. Oh, great. Just a, a d20 plus your intelligence modifier. Well, Oof. that was a one. You Plug. have no idea. Well, fuck, guys. Um, uh, I don't really want to die. The thing is, like, I lose my fun little arrow if I cast. Oh, if you cast Prayer of Healing? What would you like to do? Dragon's turning towards you. I know. I'm going to cast Prayer of Healing. Okay. Thank you. Your Sturge arrow goes away. I know it does. And go ahead and roll some 
hit points and who who are you giving it to oh let's see who doesn't have full health raise your hand me well lauren put your hand down uh, Terrace. <laughs> oh, Terrace. Me. i'm at and shadow i'm raising my hand for shadow okay. Terrace is doing just fine so i guess it's me yeah. carlton and Terrace. and shadow Terrace. Terrace does not need healing the dragon could use some healing. Fuck you, dragon. I guess I'll heal. I'm going to heal your bear. <laughs> Thank you. I'm only doing this because I feel like you would never let me hear the end of it if he died. And that is obnoxious as I shit. I wouldn't. <laughs> he'll, he'll buy you a drink when we're done. You're going to buy me a lot. I will let you say mayonnaise. Bernie, we're going shopping when this is over. <laughs> I Mayonnaise. I get to make mayonnaise in the miracle jug. I will give you a mayonnaise. You're buying me okay. shit, and you better wash that fucking bear the second we get back to wherever we're going. We got monks for that, but sure. Someone's washing the bear. We're getting 16 points oh. of nice. health. Ah, so Shadow's back. Carlton, are you back up to full? I am at 41 out of 44. All right. And Shadow, what does Shadow have? 16. S- 16 out of a possible 27. All right. Is that anything else? That's it. That's all I can do. You do. Wanna, do you want to move into flanking? Can all I move? Right. Can I move without him getting yeah. an attack of opportunity? You're not next to anything, so if you'd like to move in into flanking, I want to back up. I want to move at a at an angle that gets me out of his fucking cone. Well, his cone is wherever he places it. So, well, how far does a cone go? Thirty feet. Let's move thirty feet. Oh, out of the cone. Let's move thirty feet back. Peace, homies. Right. I got ranged attacks. I'm not right. getting bad breathed. Jonathan, can I move through your thing without getting hurt? That's an excellent question. Let me look. All right. While you're looking at that, the dragon is going to move and is going to get attacks of opportunity from Carlton, Travis, and Shadow. Or uh, Terrace and Shadow. Uh, 15? Uh, that misses. All right. Shadow will be next. 16? 16 hits. Go ahead and roll damage oh. on Shadow. Oh. Does All right. multi-attack apply for opportunity? No. Okay. One one attack. Just just checking. All right, five damage. All right. And then Terrace is going to take a swing and is going to fail miserably. <gasps> All right. It's going to breathe again. I need Uh-oh. Shadow and Terrace and Carlton to all make... Constitution? Constitution saving throws. Oh, boy. Terrace saves. 18. 14. All right. You all managed to save. You're all going to take half damage. So that's 10 poison damage. You guys are taking five poison damage. And Terrace also takes five. Down to 11. All right. And it's going to continue its movement. And Bernie, it's going to charge you. A fucking asshole. Because it's super mad at you and is going to try to bite you. Great. Great. Uh, Does an 18 hit you? Yes. Okay. Oh, I have just enough movement to get behind him. That is 10 piercing damage as its teeth sink into your shoulder. This fucking dragon, go away! Nobody <laughs> likes you! It's as though it's a dragon and it is dangerous. Uh, Carlton, it is your turn. Uh, these are five foot squares, right? These are five foot squares. So I have, if I go on the diagonal between Terrace and the orb, I have mm-hmm. just enough to get to right behind him. Okay, there you are. I shout out, that's my buddy, as I try to just attack, attack, attack. Okay. All right, so first roll, 16. That but hits. I have advantage, so I'm going to fish. Natural 20. <laughs> go ahead and roll. Yay. Go ahead and roll damage All right. on the natural 20. Natural 20 will be uh, 15 after my rage bonus. Okay. 
<laughs> Roll your second attack. For the natural 20, is it... Uh, what would you normally roll? A d12. So a normal attack for you would be a d12 plus 7? D12 plus 5. A d12 plus 5. So yes. when you crit, you roll 2d12 plus 5. You double okay. the dice. One more. One damage is just enough for me to ask. Yes! Yay! Yes. As the fabulous Matt Mercer yeah. would say, how would you like to do this? I see him, like, he breath weaponed us and then he fucking ran away like a, a pansy. So I he bit my little buddy and I come running with my axe all raging and sweating and just start screaming, that's my little buddy. And I jump up into the air, grab my axe with both hands and just slam down with all... 280 pounds of Carlton tanks right into his neck and sever his head. All right. Uh, you do so, and his head comes clean off. It actually bounces to the right a few feet and lands perfectly next to Wendergod's head, which is sitting just to the right a few feet away. And you've killed the dragon. It literally had one hit point left. <laughs> yes. Oh my god. And then wow. you rolled. Right, That's why I started to laugh when you rolled damage. I'm oh like, alright, roll your second attack and you're like, but I still have a D twelve. One. Well there you go. Okay. Um I would like to collect the dragon's head. So I'm taking uh the other guy's head. Okay. Carlton is taken so it it's a large head. I mean this thing was larger than Shadow. So it's it it's not gonna easily fit in a pack. Uh, Wendergod's head is more like a small man, so that's okay. Uh, just so you know, Carlton. Uh, as for experience, let me give you experience, yeah. and then what we'll do... So for experience, you guys get a total of 2,150 points of wow. experience. All right. And you have successfully slaughtered uh, Wendergod and what appears to be a small young green dragon. And next time, we'll look around and figure out if there's anything else going on in this room. Thanks for listening to Dungeons and Dragons and Drunks. Follow us on Twitter at Dungeon Drunks or at our host podcast at Glibshark or www.glibshark.com and see you next encounter.